Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of What the Policy. I'm so sorry, there's been such a delay between this one and the last one. So for context, um, the reason this episode is so delayed is because I was in Japan representing Australian youth at the Y20 Summit. I thought it would be interesting to talk about what I got up to in Japan. Maybe it's interesting. I hope it is. Joining me is my my beautiful friend Penny. Hi. Penny has kindly volunteered. Again, <laughs> just going through friends at this point. Penny has kindly offered to listen or actually ask me questions and talk with me about the Y20 Summit and what it means. What is yeah. it? Because it sounds... It sounds kind of vague. I didn't really know what it was. Well, I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Until you mentioned that you were going to Japan one day. <laughs> Just drop that in out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how did you get involved, first of all? Did oh, you just... Great told question. you about it? Such a great question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how I got involved was thanks to Global Voices, which is a not-for-profit organisation in Australia, and they provide opportunities for young students and young Australians to uh, experience international delegations or meetings and forums. Right. So awesome. Definitely have a look at their website or their social media page to see more about what they do. Because I follow them on Facebook, I saw them advertising the National Scholarship, which is what I got. And I applied, and I got it. Yay! I'm so, I'm so grateful, because it's I really didn't expect it, and it's been a really great experience. But what that means is they um, support me to go to the Y20 Summit as one of two Australian delegates. Oh, wow. So they paid for everything. Yep, they, the scholarship covered flights, and I think accommodation was covered through the um, the Y20 Summit organisers. Right. Yeah. So yeah, really, really amazing. So the scholarship is me going, going and representing Australian youth, and it's also, I do a research fellowship. So oh. I write on a, I write a policy paper on a topic related to the agenda of the mm-hmm. Y20 Summit. So my paper upcoming in drafting is how the Australian government can engage young people in policy making okay. in Australia. And you said there were two people? Yes. Did, does that person help you with that paper or do they do a different paper? They do their own paper. Okay. Yes. And actually, so that's my friend Arches. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Arches. <laughs> what a legend. Ooh, Arches. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, he, he's writing on wage transparency. Oh. Yeah, I, I won't say anything more because I, will, I don't want to get it wrong, but I was no. thinking that we want we want to talk. I've already, I think I've already asked him. Well, I hope I've asked him. If not, Arches, you're, you're coming on the podcast. Question coming up. Yeah, you're going to be my guest. You're going to be the next volunteer, friend. Yeah. <laughs> you're next on my hit list. Oh, um, but yeah, so his, his topic was re- related to um, the future of work which is one of three topics that we talked about at the Y20 Summit, whereas my policy paper was more broadly related to youth engagement. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. And so what happens? So you do you just say they tell you that you're going to Japan or do you meet beforehand or yes. how does it all get organised? Oh, you have such good questions. Also, just a side note, I gave Penny no pre- preparation. <laughs> Literally. <we're laughs> Literally. <today. like. laughs> Um, we, we use volunteer as a loose term. Yeah. <laughs> Coercive. So yes, part of the um, part of what Global Voices offers for for anyone doing the any 
of the Global Voices scholarships is we go to Canberra beforehand oh, okay. for pre-departure briefings. And so that's everyone from Australia? Yeah. And so, like, I mean, it was me and Arches who were going to the Y20, but there was also a group of four that went to the World Health Assembly. And there was a group of six that went to the OECD forum. Okay. So we were, we were like the semester one cohort for Global Voices, basically. So Global Voices, so these are incredible young professionals who volunteer their time. Oh. Yeah, to help um, support us. They organize the meetings for us in Canberra. They do a phenomenal work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all volunteer. Nice. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we had the pre-departure meetings in Canberra, which was so cool. And that's when I met Arches, and the meetings are to help us prepare for the international trip. So the purpose of the Y20 Summit, yeah, is that of the G20 group of countries and the EU is also a member of the G20. You have two youth representatives. So the idea is that we're meant to be representing the youth of our country at the negotiation table. Mm -hmm. But collectively, we were thinking, okay, us in the room right now, we are trying to represent youth broadly mm-hmm. which was something that we really grappled with because youth is the youth are incredibly diverse especially yeah. across the different g20 countries and uh what was what was um interesting about this y20 summit is obviously it's held each year because the g20 summit is held each year <laughs> so the y20 is one of several engagement groups okay there's also a w20 women's 20 um there's a b20 business 20 Okay. There are a few more. But what's unique about the Y20s is it's one of the it's one of the only officially recognized ways that young people can actually make policy recommendations. Or, or it's like one of the only ways that it's officially recognized the the, the body of work if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting. And overwhelming. But really yeah. good. But really good. And so um because with the way the G20 works is each member will be the president or host the meetings each year so it's up to that country how they want to structure it or how they want to run it so for the y20 uh, summit we had the three topics future of work business and environment and international trade and beforehand they asked each of the country delegations to submit a recommendation for each of the topics yes i think that makes sense I'm confusing myself <laughs> i bought it yeah <laughs> You know what's going on. You convinced me. Yeah. (laughs) That was really cool because uh, we got to talk online beforehand. Mm. So we were talking about, you know, what what recommendations we wanted to propose, what kind of key things we wanted to talk about within the topics, because they're they're quite broad topics. And the goal was to get down to three recommendations for each topic. Okay. So keep it really concise because the intention was that if we can keep it short, short to the point, we're more likely to have senior people read it, perhaps. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so in relation to you working in public policy, like you studying public policy, mm. how did you, how, do, how was your experience with, say you have your idea, but mm. then actually having, using that idea to convince other people that that's an idea that Ooh. should be carried through. I love it. And actually forming the recommendation. Did you find... Mm the experience to be what you would have imagined or was it more difficult? Was it? Mm, a good question. Yeah. It were, I mean, it was very much um, high pressure negotiations because we were under a time pressure. Yeah. So obviously we don't have all the time in the world. Yeah. We really needed to, 
I mean, moving from 20 ideas to three is definitely going to be challenging. Full, full kudos to the organizers because they, they really did a good job of keeping us on time and keeping us on target. And I also think all of the delegates in the room were really, you know, we were mindful of the time as well. We really were trying to be productive and not derail conversations and go down rabbit, you know, what was that the expression? Like go down rabbit holes? Yeah. Well, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, but in terms of how public policy is made, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting thing for me to think about because in my studies we do look at how how ideas get onto the agenda or how, you know, why does like why does policy even get made? Often it means that it has to capture the attention of politicians in some way. So I guess for us, yeah, it was very much um trying to debate about what we saw as the key issues in each of the mm-hmm. topics. And if we, we only had three recommendations, so what did we want to prioritize? It definitely remind, it definitely made me realize communication is essential. You need to be able to convey not just your idea, but why your idea should be prioritized. And it's very mm-hmm. much a give and take. Uh, yeah. I think it's definitely difficult because you go, you know, I believe you're a smart, intelligent woman. Oh. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's it of the compliments. But you're also going into an environment where you have smart, intelligent people mm. in their own right, and that must be like a difficult thing to actually get those people to settle on one thing. Yeah, because you probably have some very strong personalities that come forward. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know that would make it difficult as well. You know, you I guess you don't want one person overshadowing everybody because everyone has ideas. And did you find that difficult or did everyone kind of work together really well? I think everyone did work together really well, which was really good. And I think that's something that really, that I, when I left Japan, I was so, I was actually really deeply moved by it, by how, you know, we had young people from different countries, but everyone was just so willing to connect and willing to talk about issues. And there was no, there wasn't really any... I want to say political grandstanding or it was, it was, it was irrespective of national borders, which I found Mm. really, it really inspired me walking away from that thinking, my goodness, if we can keep, if we can keep that spirit and that energy going, that gives me so much hope. Yeah. So essentially what you're saying is that no matter where you are or what you're doing in the world, everyone I just feeling the same way pretty much. And we're all together. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, my experience... I mean, that's a nice idea. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing that really stood out to me was... Well, there were two... I think there were two key things that stood out to me. First was how important humour is in actually facilitating positive conversations and bringing people together. Mm. Like, that really stood out to me from that, um, that whole experience. And the second thing that stood out to me was the importance of the... The, the importance of being able to uh, I don't know if I want to say to be humble or to actually just to set to step back and say I don't have to make my voice heard right now you have to be it's about being strategic in that in a group environment you know you can't you can't always make your voice heard which which makes me think about our the the conception we have of what a leader looks like I think often if you like close your eyes and think okay imagine a leader what jumps into your head for me, it used to be, you know, old white man in a suit, basically. Mm. And the idea of a good leader was someone that's really loud and is always in charge, whatever that means. 
and making calls, but actually leadership, I, I, the, the definition I really like is leadership is whatever you do to help a group move towards a common goal. So it's actually, you can be, you are a leader if you are stepping back and giving other people space to speak, if you're being encouraging, if you're listening, if you're making sure it's a positive atmosphere, you know, we're all working together. Um, that's very much leadership. So then that really stood out to me. Like, you know, you can't have a room full of people who all want to be the loud voice in the room. It just doesn't work. That's, that's not how things get done. So that was, that was really good there. And that really made me think that it's really important as a young person that you really reflect on what your unique skill set is. Please interrupt me also if I'm just... No, I love listening to you. Please. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there any like other any other questions that stand out to you? Otherwise, I can I'd be very happy to talk you about talk to you talk you through <laughs> the, our policy outcomes. Yeah. Um. No, I think we're okay. Awesome. So, in terms of so the purpose of the Y twenty summit is at the end of it, you produce a communique. Which Ooh. sounds incredibly fancy. Oh, yeah. It basically just means a document. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned that we had the three topics future of work, business and environment, and international trade. So the communique is available online. So where would I find such communique? Good, good question. I will I will put the link in the description if I can work out how to do that because I, I don't think I've been I know, doing it. They say link in the bio, I'm like what does, what that, does mean? that mean? Yeah, I. So I'm pretty sure if you go onto the website where I put this podcast up, the link is there. Okay. But I'm doing something wrong because it's not showing up in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So let's put it. Let's put a. Hopefully, I've worked it out by the time this is posted. Okay. And or if, if anyone would like to write in to say how do you do a link in a bio, that'd be great. Hit us up, please. Please help me. I feel old now. Also, I still haven't made a jingle at the beginning. <laughs> That's a side note. <laughs> if anyone has any suggestions, please let me know. Do not leave me to my own devices with my please ukulele. don't. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so I thought, yeah, so definitely have a look through the communique because it's really interesting to see what, um, what we decided were the mm, priorities yeah. right now, 2019, young people. And it would also be interesting to see if what you guys decided is actually mm. people listening. Yes. What they're thinking. Because I'm sure in any of those subjects, people who are listening to this will have ideas that will have popped into their head. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if it matches up. Or... Exactly. And the next and the next, the next, next big thing will be, um, so the, the G20 leaders are all going to gather at the end of June, the 28th and the 29th. And they produce a leader's declaration, kind yeah. of like a, their version of, of the communique. Mm-hmm. And it's usually fairly long and they announce things and they agree to things and they note things. So it'd be really interesting to see if this Y20 declaration, sorry, this Y20 communique actually gets picked up. In terms of future of work, I guess the, the key things that jumped out to us were um, fundamental workers' rights and social protection when you're thinking about how the future of work is changing and we're seeing more of an informal economy coming up. So if you, let's say for example, you're working for an online app, you don't necessarily have a contract per se right now. So you're actually missing out on a lot of protections 
and and it looks like that's the way that the 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 workforce is going. So I think that's something that we try to call out. And by protections, do you mean healthcare? Yeah, that's it. Leave policies. Leave, yeah, sick leave, annual leave. Exactly. Everything right. that workers would usually get within a contractual basis. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So that's something. That's one of the first things we called out. The other thing we talked about was um, a virtual hub, which. Which I think that second recommendation is really getting to the heart of we need to be thinking about lifelong learning. It's no longer just a case of you leave high school, you maybe you do a vocational course or you do a university degree and then then you're done. Yeah, it's not the case at all. Like, you know, not anymore. No, it's so different now. Exactly. So that's what we were trying to. That's what that's the theme that we were getting at out of that second recommendation. And then the third one was about this one was really interesting because I, I worked. I worked on this one. The conversations we were having around that recommendation were, yeah, how do we get our foot into the door? But also trying to, trying to understand, we really want companies to understand that we're going to have multiple jobs yes. over our lifetime. We're not going to, I think in the past, you know, you do 20 years at a company, mm. but that's not the case at all. And we were really trying to reflect that in this third recommendation and say, you know, we think the government could use um, levers such as tax incentives, procurement agreements to encourage companies <laughs> to provide career and, and entrepreneurship opportunities for young people mm-hmm. within their organisation. But also in a way that actually gives young people access to ways that they can develop skills, but also acknowledge that young people do have entrepreneurial aspirations and that should be encouraged I understand that for a company, it's a risk if you're trying to attract new talent, but you're worried that they're going to go off and start their own business. Mm. It's it's understandable, but that, again, that's also that also seems to be the way that the future of work is evolving. So. Definitely. Yeah, that's pretty much. Hopefully, I've done justice to that. I really hope that I haven't <laughs> mis- misconstrued anything. So, <laughs> just let me know if I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, second topic was seven seven second topic was business and environment so i was i was participating in this discussion group which was really really interesting so of course climate change and we use the words climate crisis as well in our yeah in our communicate that was definitely a big a big uh topic of discussion And, and given that the the topic was business and environment we were really thinking about what can what can g20 governments do to uh, encourage private action when it comes to climate change. The first recommendation gives a number of ways that governments could reduce or incentivize the reduce of carbon emissions and also provide resilient infrastructure and capacity building when it comes to emergency preparedness and thinking about vulnerable populations that are going to be affected. Mm-hmm. We, also, we also wanted to reflect how we need to be incentivizing research development and deployment when it comes to sustainable technologies. So that was a, that was a quite a complicated one, but at the heart of it was what can governments do to trigger or incentivize private action exactly. when it comes to some of the some of the various effects and concerns relating broadly to climate change. The second recommendation was about global waste and uh, this one is the one that I specifically worked on. 
Mm. Broadly speaking, we were saying when it comes to thinking about waste, we need to embrace a circular economy approach, which is the idea of, you know, you're not producing waste. Everything is being incorporated within your production cycles. And we gave some ideas of how they could do that. So coming up with national and corporate standardized circularity indicators. Okay. And that means? Basically figures that measure and monitor the movement and the reuse of stuff that's created. So it's basically having a standard way of measuring that. But also we actually need to be reducing waste as well. Mm. And so we said they can do that. They can incentivize private action through regulations, including bans, and also think about using taxes with the idea of encouraging encouraging the idea of extended producer responsibility so you know you are responsible for the waste that you produce Mm. not just palm it off to someone else to deal with and then we called out the we called out paying particular attention to avoidable single-use plastic and microplastic i will do a separate podcast episode yeah because definitely i've got so many so many thoughts about plastic and the last one under business and environment was about um reporting reporting requirements. So getting private business or private companies and businesses to report beyond just profit and also encourage that disclosure through publicly available platforms. So social media as well to get everyone engaged and involved. Hmm. Because I, I think it look and I hope I haven't got this wrong, but to me I see this recommendation as getting at a mindset shift when it comes to thinking about how we measure profit. Mm. pretty much and it's not and i think it's trying to reflect that it's not just about getting business on board but actually getting everyday people yeah on board definitely i realize i'm talking quite a lot no um but i'll go i'll quickly just call out some key things so international trade arches was um a rep in australia in this discussion so some i I mean I'll, i'll let i'll let people have a read through on their own but i think key things to to call out here was strengthening rules-based multilateral trading system within the framework of the World Trade Organization. So rules are good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are pro rules. We are pro rules and um the delegates in this group did an awesome job at uh, I think discussing like different ways that G20 countries can you know keep keep enforcing the rules and mm. strengthening the rules. They also talked about integrated reporting. So when it comes to when it comes to international trade, requiring um, integrated reporting captures not just, you know, financial reporting, but also again the environmental factors and the social factors. And we call I think in this recommendation, yeah, we called out specifically um, modern slavery. And then, yeah, sustainable development clause and trade agreements. So, again, it's like thinking within the trade framework or within how trade is done, how can we, what can government, what can governments demand is done in those trade agreements to help promote sustainable trade? And then the last one was about the free flow of data. So currently in the World Trade Organization, they're talking about e-commerce rule like reg- rules when it comes to e-commerce trade yeah. my understanding is yeah we want to say keep doing it keep talking get to a consensus because we need we need standards when it comes yes. to this because it's evolving very rapidly definitely yeah anyway sounds really productive and yeah. i guess just you thought it was worth it all the time that you put in and oh absolutely absolutely 
on a personal level, it was incredibly rewarding. And I think also personally, it was such a privilege to be sitting in that room with other young people and actually debating about policy ideas and prioritizing solutions and thinking about this is our opportunity to make the youth voice heard to the G20 leaders. It, I can't express enough. And I think it wasn't just me, like everyone in that room really felt what a privileged position we were in. And something that we did talk about was how do we actually make the voice of young people heard more, but also how do we act, how do we represent the diversity of young people, you know, young people who come from disadvantaged backgrounds or... But I think um, it's a great way for young people to make their voice heard. It's been going on for a few years now. But I think, but I think it's interesting. It's it is interesting to think about how else how else could we make our voice heard mm. internationally when it comes to policy. And I mean, that's why this is this was such a unique experience because it was really we're talking about policy issues and policy ideas. Exactly. Collectively. Well, I think it's a. I think we've spoken about this. Not not sure if it's been mentioned, but just I mean, just locally trying to get your friends involved in policy and things and then if you think about how difficult in some ways that is Mm. to then think about that on a a bigger scale Mm. it just intensifies in just thinking we have no hope (laughs) (laughs) but I think it's definitely encouraging to hear about you and other like-minded people getting together and like actually putting the time and effort into trying to make the world a better place because Mm. if we don't speak up what's going to happen yeah, I definitely get where you're coming from. And, and that's why I really want to try and make the most of that energy that I, and that excitement that I got from being at mm. the Y20 Summit because it really deeply made me feel my like I have so much hope for the future and I want to share that hope. I don't want to just hoard yeah. it for myself. Exactly. It must have been like a comforting kind of thing to know yeah. that you're not alone. Just, there's just sitting in a room with young, I think I said this already and I'll say it again, <laughs> Sitting in a room with young people from all over the world and actually connecting through humour and through positivity and saying, we want to change the world and we will. Like that, for me, that was so powerful. And I think in Australia, there is a real... I've read... There's this one um, study I read where they were saying young people... Young people are not interested in politics and interested in the, the backstabbing and the the hoo-ha the <laughs> I sound like such an old fighting. lady the yeah. hoo-ha the hoo-ha I don't think hoo-ha is what you think it means <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um, but young people do deeply care about issues I think well Definitely. the study said that and I personally agree with that I think when I when I talk to young people and it and also I think you don't have to study policy or study politics or study international relations to care or no. to, and that's something that I'm, 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 I'm really, I think leaving the Y20 summit really solidified that passion in me that policy is something that touches everyone. It affects everyone. And, you know, I personally think politicians should explain their decisions better, but if they're not going to, then, you know, we need to find, we, I'm, do my part to try and explain things in a way that makes sense to people because and I get that it's not always interesting but luckily I find really uninteresting things really interesting (laughs) 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 like waste I actually find waste management so interesting (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it's great. I love waste. No, I can't say that. It sounds you weird. Can't say that. No. <laughs> I love waste management. There you go. <laughs> well, better. still, you can't really say still that. Still strange. Just a side note. Why I love waste management is, okay. <laughs> I think it's because I love public policy. You it's don't all, it's, say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all about problem solving, and I think I think waste management is so interesting because you actually have a quantifiable output. Yes. Whereas when it comes to when it comes to things like education policy or social cohesion, it's much more challenging to measure that. But when it comes to waste management, you've clearly got like something that's being produced, yes. and everyone produces it. Everyone is involved in this system. Ah, uh, anyway, I could, I'm going to stop talking about waste management now. Well, no, you just <laughs> the, the podcast will be coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, ah. all right. I feel like that's pretty much everything. Except what I do have to say is thank you to my. My wonderful guest, Penny. You're very welcome. It was really interesting to hear about it all because, like I said, I didn't know beforehand. So Yeah. Well, me either. Me either. Hope you knew what it was when you were there. Though. When I was there, I didn't oh, know it. Yes. Yep. I knew I knew I was Yeah. Uh, yep. No, I knew exactly why I was there. Two months ago. Well, three months ago. Did I know what the Y20 Summit was? No. no. <laughs> Now, listeners, hopefully you do. You also know. Oh, dear. All right. Okay, signing off now. Don't forget to uh, follow. I have a page on Instagram, and you can send me questions. I, I, I think the last time I recorded, I said I was going to do surveys, like on the Instagram story, to work out what to write and talk about next, but I just didn't do that. But I will. I will do that. Also, or you can just send an email. What the policy at gmail.com. I haven't checked them for a while, but I'm sure I'm sure I checked. I will check it. And please send me ideas for a jingle. Oh, <laughs> Alright, bye friends. Bye. bye.